0: Good evening. Let's pray together. Almighty God, you hate nothing you have made, and you mercifully forgive the sins of all. Create and make in us new and humble hearts, that we worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our brokenness may obtain of you the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. So welcome to our Ash Wednesday service. This is uh, a very different type of service than what we're used to here at Bay Marin. Uh, No big band feel, although we will have a little music later. Uh, This service will be very liturgical, uh, very subdued. It's um, an awesome opportunity for us to reflect on our own mortality and uh, to reflect on the fact that we were brought out of dust and God breathed into that dust and made us living beings and to dust we will return. So today is Ash Wednesday, and it marks the first day of Lent. Lent lasts six weeks long, 40 days plus six Sundays, so 46 days in all. And uh, it climaxes with Easter. And so uh, what we do tonight, uh, we begin this journey of reflection leading up to a celebration. Uh, We live with great hope. And so tonight, as we put ashes on our foreheads, we recognize that we were created from dust, and to dust we will return, but the dust we will return to does not have the last word. Resurrection does, and it's with that hope that we live. Uh, A great thing about Lent that I also like is that it it gives us an opportunity, it gives us a season. You know, we should always be reflecting, but it, it gives us a specific season where we intentionally take time to reflect on things where we might not otherwise take time to reflect. When we live in a culture that is go, 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 uh, this season says stop and remember. Remember that you are but dust. You... You are not the one on which the weight of the world rests. Uh, Lent in that way is is kind of like what Sabbath is intended to be. Uh, Sabbath is a day that reminds us that we are not the creator. uh, That we are not the ones who created the world. We are not the ones who sustain the world. Uh, the, The world... Continuing to move along and go, go, go does not rely on us continuing to always go, go, go. And in fact, we can't just keep going, going, going unless we take times to rest, renew, reflect, and be restored in Christ. We're gathered here today begin the journey of the season of Lent. It is a time for us to take a look inward and reflect on the way of Jesus as the way of self-giving and sacrificial love, a dying to self to focus on Christ. The season begins with Ash Wednesday, which gives us the opportunity to reflect, confess, and repent, individually and communally. And we are reminded that confession and repentance always brings healing. This is a part of what it means to become whole. And through the season of Lent, we'll be exploring this idea of becoming whole and how Jesus invites us into this journey of wholeness. In a few minutes, you will be invited to come forward and have ashes placed on your forehead. And I'd like to take a few moments to talk about what those ashes mean, what they symbolize to us. When I place the ashes on your forehead, I will say, remember, from dust you came, and to dust you will return. The fact that we are told to remember is significant. What are we called to remember? First, we remember that life is precious. We remember that life is a precious and beautiful gift from God. We remember that God is creator, and we are not. Genesis 2 tells us that the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The Hebrew word for man is Adam. The Hebrew word for ground is Adama. So God is showing us That from the very beginning of the story, we are intimately connected to the earth. God created us from the dust of the earth, and he created us beautifully in his image to be like him in the world. We were created to glorify God in whose image we are made and to serve and protect God's creation that we were created from. We were created from the very dirt, the very dust, of the ground. Life is precious, it's a miracle, it's a gift. We are dust, but we are divine dust. We are not just some dust floating around in the air, or dust coming to rest on furniture. We are divine dust, carrying the divine spark, the very image of the Creator. Life is precious but we are also aware that life is not only precious, but it's fragile. We've all seen enough pain and suffering in our own lives and in the world to know that life is fragile, and we lament its passing. As these ashes symbolize that God created us from the earth, and as Genesis 2 tells us, they also symbolize that we will return to the ground. Genesis 3 tells us, Dust you are and to dust you will return. The divine dust created in Genesis 1 and 2 has become bent and broken and contaminated and in desperate need of redemption. If you lived in the ancient Near East and you were found out in some kind of scandalous activity and you wanted to come clean, About it, you covered yourself with ashes. It was a way of saying, Yes, I did this, I know it, I see my true situation. The ashes are placed on the forehead, the head being the seat of pride. We need to surrender pride and we need to recognize that we are not the Creator. Because of sin, we will return to the dust. It becomes a way of remembering vividly that our days are numbered. And it's because things are not the way they're supposed to be. Sin ravages God's shalom, God's perfect peace in our lives and in the world around us. We tell the truth about ourselves with the ashes on our foreheads. We sin and we are in need of grace. We are reminded of our own mortality and that we are solely dependent on the Creator, our Lord Jesus Christ not dependent on human effort nor modernity nor technology but in Christ we would do well to learn from the humility of Abraham as he is speaking to God in Genesis 18:27 where he confesses to God I am nothing but dust and ashes God too remembers we are but dust one of the readings from Psalm 103 says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord had compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. These ashes remind us that life is beautiful and life is fragile, and yet they also remind us that this life is not all there is. The ashes will be placed on your forehead as a symbol of the seat of pride, but remember, the ashes are placed on the forehead In the shape of a cross. We are not without hope. We take our sins seriously with the ashes. We take God's grace seriously by receiving them in the sign of the cross, because in the cross is the promise of resurrection and new life in Christ right now. Our hope lies in the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the future hope of our own mortal bodies being raised to life at the resurrection. Our hope is in a restored creation in Christ. Our bodies will return to the earth and be buried, but Jesus is making all things new. And as he restores this creation, he will restore our perishable bodies as well, and we will be raised imperishable. What is mortal will become immortal because of the work of Christ as the first fruits of the resurrection. Today is Ash Wednesday, but we are headed towards Resurrection Sunday. We believe life is beautiful. We recognize life is fragile. And we place our hope in the fact that this life is not all there is. We trust that the tomb is empty. And that when Christ returns to restore all things, that our tomb will be empty as well. Dear people of God, the first Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's Passion and Resurrection, and it became the custom of the Church to prepare for them by a season of penitence and fasting. This season of Lent provided a time in which converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when those who, because of notorious sins, had been separated from the body of the faithful, were reconciled and forgiven and restored to the fellowship of the Church." Thereby, the whole congregation was put in mind of the message of pardon and absolution set forth in the gospel of Jesus, and of the need which all Christians continually have to renew their faith in Christ. I invite you, therefore, in the name of Christ, to observe to the observance of a holy Lent by self-examination, by prayer, fasting, self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word, and to make a right beginning of repentance, and as a mark of our mortal nature, now let us bear a time of silence before our Lord, confessing our own personal sins to God. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality, that we may remember that it is only by your gracious gift that we are given everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. we say, from dust you came, and to dust you will return to it, to recognize our own mortality, and and, uh, especially uh, when doing so to those who are so young in our midst, and to my own children, uh, to think about the weight of our own mortality. And that uh, death is the common denominator, isn't it? Uh, it levels the playing field. And another thing that levels the playing field is communion. When we come and take this bread and dip it in this cup, we all, we all come to the same table. We all dip in the same cup. Uh, and we're going to do that in a few moments. Leading up to communion, though, I'd like us to reflect on Psalm 51, I'm going to read this through slowly, and just allow these words to become your prayer. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict. And justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness. Even in the womb, you taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. Most holy and merciful Father, We confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, Lord. We confess to you, Lord, all our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience of our lives. We confess to you, Lord. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways and our exploitation of other people, we confess to you, Lord. Our anger at our own frustration and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves, we confess to you, Lord. Our imperative to love of worldly goods and comforts and our dishonesty in daily life and work, we confess to you, Lord. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us, we confess to you, Lord. Accept our repentance, Lord, for the wrongs we have done, for our blindness to human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty. Accept our repentance, Lord. For all false judgments, for uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and for our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us, accept our repentance, Lord. For our waste and pollution of your creation, and our lack of concern for those who come after us, Accept our repentance, Lord. Restore us, good Lord, and let your anger depart from us. Favorably hear us, for your mercy is great. Accomplish in us the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Lord, bring us with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desires not the death of sinners, but rather that we may turn from our sin and live. God, we beseech you to grant us true repentance and your Holy Spirit, that those things may please you, which we do on this day, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at last we may come to God's eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. At this time, before we take communion, we're going to do what's called the passing of the peace. It's simply, we get to stand up together and turn to two or three people and say, Christ's peace to you. Ash Wednesday reminds us of our need for confession and repentance. It reminds us that because of our brokenness and sin, Christ came to undo all that has gone wrong in the world. So we end our service this evening by coming to the table to once again remember. And tonight, when you come to this table, I have a little gift for you. You're all wondering, what's the gift? It's a nail. And I invite you to take one of these nails tonight and carry it around with you through Lent. And uh, I'm going to hand these out uh, again on Sunday for those who weren't able to come. But this uh, is a reminder through Lent that this is a season where we, we reflect on our mortality. And uh, like we talked about on Sunday, if you're choosing to give something up for Lent, hopefully this is a reminder for you as well that what you have given up, it's not going to make you a better person per se, uh, but you give that up so that when you think about that thing, you remember and reflect on Christ and what he has done for us on our behalf. And uh, it's important you carry this around and bring it back on Good Friday, because we're going to use them on Good Friday for something. we got a whole fun plan for this season that's going to culminate on Good Friday and then Easter, and it's, uh, I'm really excited about it. So grab a nail as you come forward to partake of communion. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body given for you. Take it and eat in remembrance of me. And in the same way, And the night he was betrayed, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Take it and drink in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the gift of the bread and the cup to remind us of your gift to us. That you sent your son Jesus into this world to undo all the brokenness, to undo the curse, to undo all that has been bent and marred and contaminated. And that by the power of the cross and resurrection, you are making all things new. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen.